0: Ladies and gentlemen, it is that time again. It is episode 19 of the Hardly Millennial Podcast, where we are young, dumb, and full of opinions. Opinions, ladies and gentlemen. But of course, if you've listened to 19, 18 episodes of this, you already knew that. Anyways, today's going to be fun. We are... Oh, gosh damn it. My name is Adam.
1: I'm Matthew Lynn. Hi, guys. <sighs> We'll get, we'll get it down one day.
0: We'll get it down one day. So, anyway. <laughs> what do we talk about today, Adam? Well, today I thought we would actually continue on with our conversation yesterday about conspiracy theories. Oh, yes. I wasn't done talking. I figured there was a lot that we didn't get to. We actually read some things today that kind of were along those lines of conspiracy theories and such. Uh, before we get into that, though, I think we need to talk about some hot things in the news right now. Uh, the first one being the Michael Cohen testimony. Oh, open. yeah.
1: Daddy Trump. Daddy uh, Trump. Daddy Trump was in the news again, guys. What
0: did you think? So for those who don't know, Michael Cohen is, uh, was Trump's lawyer and he testified against Trump today. To Congress. To Congress. Yeah. And we didn't see the entire testimony, but we did see the opening statement of his testimony. <laughs> we did. Which was, uh, I don't <laughs> it's just... So I think
1: everyone can pretty much agree. Okay. For the most part. That he's in a lot of trouble. Uh, he doesn't.
0: Michael Cohen or
1: Trump? My, oh, well, right now Michael Cohen. Right. Michael Cohen's in a lot of trouble immediately right now. Uh, <coughs> I'm sure he's not happy about that fact. Uh, he's a wealthy man, mm-hmm. so I'm sure he doesn't want to be wealthy in prison. <laughs> uh-huh. True. So one would one would venture to believe that uh, he's possibly maybe making some
0: outlandish statements to save face? I think he's just making stretches. And and let me explain to you guys what we mean by that. There was an instance, and I I don't know a verbatim, but there was an instance in his opening statement where he basically said Trump told him something and he interpreted that as light of the people. Remember that part? Oh, yes.
1: It was something along the lines of something like, Trump looked at him and said, like, nobody needs to know about that part or something nonchalantly. Yeah. And Michael Cohen took it upon himself as that's an order to not tell anyone to yeah. lie about this. And
0: that's what he literally said in his opening testimony. He goes oh, in so many words, it basically was like, oh, and I interpret that as lie to the people. So that's what I did. So that's what I did. Right. So it's like, so Trump didn't tell you to lie. You chose to do that in your own accord. Well, that's the thing about about
1: Donald Trump, right. in my opinion, is to me whether you like the guy or not he's like the mob boss he's yeah. like the don of of the of the italian mob right mm-hmm. so he's just no matter what situation comes up to him you know he's just like cool and collected and he yeah. just sits there like a stone you know and he's just very like his hands are always clean at yeah. the end of the day he doesn't do anything wrong
0: Mm-hmm. But he
1: orchestrates quite a bit, man. Well,
0: it's like I. So you were telling me you said something that made a lot of sense um, off the show here personally, where you said that he's really good at taking advantage of the loopholes in the law, but he never. Actually breaks the law. He doesn't. I I mean, I haven't
1: seen it. Right. I think if someone's seen it, they would call him out on it. I
0: mean, people argue that he has, but every single time people go back to look at the books, that's a loophole or something. Yeah, he's good at getting lawyers
1: who know the law, and he knows how to stretch it. But like at the end of the day, I don't know. He just seems to not want to actually be a detriment to America. He seems. He seems to have good interests, but he just does it in. Just skeptical a, ways. Yeah,
0: he's just a he's a slimy man, but he's he, little, slimes. He's a little, a little slimy. slimes, a little slimes. But anyways, we'll we'll probably end up talking about more about the Michael Cohen stuff once we watch the full testimony and all of that stuff. Yeah,
1: he's definitely spraying like a sprinkler, man. He's spraying like he, a sprinkler. The, it's on full
0: blast. hmm <laughs> But uh, you know, we'll we'll see what happens. Uh but that's that's what was hot in the news this morning was the Michael Cohen open opening testimony. And then we—what was it? We learned a little bit, too, about the whole thing going on with the YouTube uh, controversy or how it's affecting YouTubers.
1: Yeah, so another YouTuber that I watch um, has a gaming channel, but he also has, um, like, a a kids' content channel where he, he creates and helps to an- animate stuff for children to entertain right. them. You know what I mean? Totally, um, all in good faith. Like, you know, not trying to be a slime ball at all. Just makes content for children. Right. And, um, oh, what exactly happened to him? So they froze his comments. Like, he couldn't get, he couldn't see the live feed of his comments on his videos anymore. And then they and they demonetized him. Um, And I guess it's kind of a until further notice kind of deal. So we talked a little bit about those wormholes on YouTube where they Mm -hmm. were, uh. You know, taking advantage of children. Right. Um, so, because of that, I guess, to my understanding, YouTube has kind of started um, just a widespread demonetization of, of all children's videos. Yeah. Um, and basically, they're going to wipe them out, and then case by case,
0: give back the monetization to the to the legitimate ones. And you know, that's just going to take a shitload of time for some of these honest content creators to get their videos monetized again. I would assume so, well, at least. It's sad, because it's another case where a couple of
1: people didn't ruin it, but really slowed the process down for everyone else. Yeah. Because now you're going to have people who are dissuaded, who um, think it's a bad idea mm-hmm. to make content for children, to yeah. entertain and to and to teach them things about life, because, um, you know, for a lot of those content creators that's their job they have, right. to, they have to still get paid to do their job
0: well and YouTube's at a point now to where how they they have to tread very lightly very carefully with how they handle the situation because if they do things like this to the content creators and the content creators you know f- uh, way of living is stunted because of that well for one it gives the chance for a different video streaming, Site to get big and say, hey, you know how YouTube's doing this? Well, we're gonna do it better. We're gonna offer you better incentives. So if YouTube wants to, I mean, we've already discussed that. YouTube's still in its very early stages, so it's still very possible for somebody else to come up and be the new YouTube. Oh, absolutely. And YouTube could very well become the new MySpace. You know, it's like, oh yeah, it's the thing we all used to use, but nobody uses it anymore. I I think it's super possible though, just because of how early we are in all of this.
1: I think it's just kind of the forefront of something new. Mm-hmm. It, it put entertainment into the hands of the everyday person. You know, mm-hmm. anyone can create content now. So I think there needs to be some legislation, some some ruling, and the laws made about where the responsibility lies. Who is yeah. responsible for the content on YouTube? Mm-hmm. Um, is YouTube, as the company, responsible for moderating every single video on its platform? Right. Meaning, going through all the comments, responding, uh, deleting bad com- stuff like that, moderating. Right. Or, is YouTube only responsible for its platform and its mm-hmm. algorithms and the contracts made with um, people for marketing? You right. know. And the moderation falls into the hands of the content creators. Right. So right now, from what I'm seeing, YouTube, the company, is trying to put that responsibility into the hands of the content creator. Right. Saying, if you can't control your content, then we're going to just demonetize you. So there can't be any controversy with it. Um, And then you're getting the backlash from the creators saying, well, it's your platform, YouTube. You're Mm -hmm. the billionaires. You should be moderating it. Right. So my only fear as Matthew, my personal of all this, is that it's going to get ruled that YouTube is responsible for moderating its platform. Mm -hmm. Okay. And YouTube will say, fine, we'll do that. But there's now going to be a subscription fee for everyone to get onto YouTube because we have to pay – now to hire more moderators. Right. So I feel like people are going to at first take it as a win, like oh, the content creators won, but really we're shooting ourselves in the foot mm-hmm. by trying to put the blame on YouTube. We should take a little bit of the responsibility and moderate our own content.
0: Yeah, and that's just it. If if you are somebody who has millions of subscribers, and I believe the person specifically you're talking about had like well, I don't know how many subscribers did he have. Do you know off the top of your head?
1: The one that I look at, I, I think he's around the
0: hundred thousand range. Hundred thousand range, I believe, he's around there. So, when you have people who have a hundred thousand, you know, audience subscribers, and you have, uh, of course, the big wigs that have millions upon millions, right? You obviously have to make the assumption that these people are making money off of these videos, then, he's yes, t- they're doing it for. It's their sole job. They don't have a side job as well. Exactly. And you'd expect any other company out there, you know, aside from new media, to moderate, you know, their employees and their stuff and make sure that there's nothing fishy getting onto their platforms. So at the same time, it's like the content creators probably should do that, too. And I, I almost feel like there should be maybe an opt-in or opt-out situation, right? So YouTube maybe should offer just as a, a way to meet everybody in the middle and say, hey, if you want us to moderate your stuff, we'll be more than happy to do that, but there's going to be $40 a month so that right. you can assign somebody to your channel and oh, moderate like that those idea. views. Yeah. I like that. And then if you don't want that, fine. You can either do it to yourself or not have it at all. But if you don't have it at all, well, you have to be prepared for then for stuff like this to happen if people want to start posting stupid shit on your pages or stupid links.
1: I, I think that it should be in the responsibility of the creator, the yeah. content creator, for this reason. Um, you, it goes both ways mm-hmm. with responsibility. So if someone creates a video and it accidentally goes viral. Okay, and let's say it gets 100 million views. Right. All right, which is crazy. So now this video, the ad revenue on that video is worth a million dollars. Okay, so someone needs to collect this million dollars, right, in revenue. Right. That creator will jump up and down on his tippy toes with both his hands in the air saying, I made that. I made that. I want the responsibility for it. I want the check. Right. Okay, which is fine. He should get paid for creating. hmm But it works both ways, homeboy. Yeah. So when there's someone who is putting comments that are praising, you know, terrible things about children and then all of a sudden you're not on your tippy toes jumping up and down anymore claiming responsibility right. but you have just as much if you can make money off of something then you need to keep it
0: clean. What about people like the gentleman that you said you were following that was making content for children and obviously did not have that issue, I mean, I'm assuming as far as he knows, of people posting bad stuff on his page you know, or under his videos?
1: Well, the issue with him was that he did have some malicious comments that were left on his videos Oh, he did. that did praise bad things about children. Oh, gotcha. I didn't know that But far. his defense to that was, look, I'm just a guy and I got to sleep. When I'm asleep for eight hours a night, I wake up in the morning. The first thing I do is get up and moderate my videos. Uh But for that eight hours while I'm asleep, you know, people are putting up these comments and I can't erase them right away. So there's multiple hours where people can see that stuff. Mm -hmm. And basically right now as it stands, YouTube says figure it out.
0: Yeah, uh, well, hire
1: someone for the night do, do something well, and to figure it out.
0: And that's why I agree with you on that front. Cause just as I was saying, if people have millions and millions of subscribers and views and multiple videos with millions of views, you know, you have to assume that they're making money off of it because it's their sole living. Right. And if you're going to make a living, well, when you, when you get to a point where you're collecting money from YouTube because of the, well, not solely from YouTube, but because of YouTube um, and what you're doing for a job, it's, you have the money to hire somebody to moderate. You know what I mean? We have
1: to. It's the cost yeah, of doing business. That's so what I There's a term mean. called it's, the cost of doing business. And that's what and I mean. It like, sucks, but everyone accepts that.
0: Yeah. When you become a content creator, you and I, when we decided we were going to make content on YouTube and do this podcast. I respond to every single comment. Yeah. Game. Well, and we also have, know that to. this is a, a business slash company. You know, mm-hmm. it's, it's, that's how you look at it. That's how you treat it. And when you're running a business, you have to do things like that. You have to go, okay. okay, we're getting too big for our bridges. We need to hire help to do this or to do that. So you can't just do it by yourself and then say, well, sorry, I'm doing it by, your, by myself. Well, that's not going to cut it.
1: Right. And But, I mean, on one, one little last note, I guess, on that, uh, one would argue that the more you turn people into companies – the more you're taking the freedom out of it. The True. more the little guy with his cell phone camera can't put up content that the world could see. And, well, and that's. You know, a, should he be? Who knows? Right. We have the right to be. So people would say, yes, he should be able to do
0: that. Well, and that's exactly why YouTube has to tread lightly because if they put on too many restrictions for content creators, all it takes is just some other, you know wise kid with uh, any kind of coding degree to be like, all right, well, I'm going to make my own video streaming service and we're going to offer better incentives and And then YouTube will be a thing of the past. Well,
1: that's... So far, it's worked for every other industry in our country. Yeah,
0: So we'll see what happens. <laughs> <laughs> we'll keep you updated, <laughs> But Anyway, so that's what's going on there in uh, mainstream news. <laughs> now, back onto the conspiracies. Well, oh. actually, a good segue uh-huh. into it was you were talking about, uh, just on camera, about Shane Dawson. Oh, yeah. So I found,
1: uh, I found an article this morning. I actually still have it up on my phone here. It was kind of interesting. So... We didn't even mean to bring up conspiracy at the same time he did. But Mm -hmm. last month, he apparently um, uploaded a new project. He had a a documentary called Conspiracy Theories with Shane Dawson. Right. Uh, Shout out, Shane, by the way. You're very successful. Congratulations,
0: right? One of the first YouTubers. Yeah,
1: congratulations. Um, So basically, you know, it was very uh, dramatic, very, you know, spooky music kind of deal, that whole thing. And he went over things such as... Um you know, iPhones secretly recording uh the owner's words. Right. Um TV shows that contain subliminal messages for children to do bad things to themselves. Mm. Which is interesting. You actually brought up a yeah. story about that that wasn't so subliminal right. uh, yesterday. Um a, a crazy one about that, you know, the California wildfires that were that were pretty deadly here recently were set on purpose.
0: Oh wow. Um,
1: Either, there could there's two possibilities. There's multiple theories on this. Right. Could either be that homeowners are looking for, like, insurance money, mm-hmm. you know, or he even said that the military could be using, like, a high-powered laser, uh-huh. like a direct energy weapon, <laughs> right? <laughs> wow. So none of it was fact-based. Um, You know, it's all theories. Right. Urban legends kind of thing. But people ate it up, dude. Yeah. Um, in less than a month, it got over 30 million views, which wow. even for his standards... Is a hit. Yeah. Okay. And then there's a follow-up one as well that just came out very recently that's already over $20 million. Right. And it goes over things like, I guess there was actually a, pu- a pretty public feud that happened between him and Chuck E. Cheese over this recently. Oh. Um, he's saying that Chuck E. Cheese recycles pizza. Uh, uh, pizza slices into new pizzas for you the know, customers.
0: To tell you the truth. If that were the case, doesn't really surprise wouldn't me. wouldn't surprise me either, not, but they say they don't,
1: <laughs> for, the, for, for the record. It's a
0: fucking pizza place whose mascot is a rat, for God's sake. Come they on, guys. They say they do
1: not do that. Um, but, yeah, it was really interesting. It's, it's starting to get really awkward for YouTube right now because um, they have all these wormhole things going on and these, you know, things about children going on. And now you got this guy with all these conspiracies. Right. Um, so they're actually kind of starting to crack down a little bit and they're starting to flag videos that talk about things like 9-11, and consp- like like what we did yesterday. Right. Um, so without me even knowing, read it till today, they're starting to flag those and actually look further into those. Um, I, think, I think that's wrong. Well, YouTube is calling it a campaign against the misspread of information. Mm. So if you go on and make a video, and it actually says this, this is a New York Times article, by the way, guys. Okay, this is an accredited news source. <laughs> um, so if you go on and make a video saying the earth is flat right and here's all the evidence why the earth is flat and just think about it guys you know it's youtube would call that the misspread of information um and they are cracking down on that
0: i i think that's so wrong i really do i just i think it's a slippery slope to free speech i think people if people want to believe in outlandish stupid shit like the earth is flat they're, they're it's their <sighs> american right to yeah, do so yeah but doesn't so. it
1: harm society as a whole <sighs>
0: This may be, but that's not the way to solve the problem is telling people to shut up. The way to doing it is for the educated people to educate the stupid people. We've
1: already done that. We have a whole education system in place and the people still refuse it.
0: Yeah, but I mean, but that's their choice. We've we've done our due diligence. If people want to believe... I mean, I just don't, I don't think that's the way to go about it. I don't think spreading misinformation like that should be this like... I don't know, at, at who, because at some point, somebody has to be the one who's the deciding factor that, oh, this is misinformation, this is misinformation.
1: Well, at a certain point, misinformation starts to hurt people, though. I mean, what if you have someone out there who is saying on the street corner, you know, with a megaphone, reading off all the reasons why they believe that women are inferior to men? Okay. You know, they have smaller bone structure, mm-hmm. less muscle on average, Blah, 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 blah. And they point out very specific, true details about the human anatomy. Right. But put them, slur them into a very distasteful speech. That's okay? their right. It, really. It's yeah. their right to stand on the corner with a megaphone and talk about how women are inferior to men. I mean, or how black people are inferior to white people. Or I that's mean, their right?
0: Well, here's the thing. So. When you have to, so speaking in regards to like staying on a street corner and giving that stuff out, right? So that is something you cannot do without a without a permit, first of all, right? So you have to go to... Do you need a permit to stand on the corner with a yes, megaphone and talk? 100%. If you don't, please, like at any point when you're doing that, I mean, it's possible you can do it and get away with it. But at any point, if a cop wants to come up to you and say like, hey, do you have a permit for doing this? Isn't peaceful protest totally legal? But I don't think that's protest.
1: That's true, huh? You're just sitting there, just,
0: just talking about yeah. Shit. I don't know what you would call it, but I don't think you would call it protest. But I mean, okay. so I think you have to be able to get that permit. And if somebody wants to sign off on the permit, well, that's that's their right to do it. I I don't you know I don't particularly like walking down the street and having people oh, yelling no. outlandish things on a corner. But the but on your point of like it's going to harm somebody, right? like how does saying that the earth is flat going to harm somebody or how is saying that 9-11 is a hoax going to harm somebody or even going off your example of standing on a street corner and saying you know women are inferior to men like yeah that's that's misinformation and i think that's wrong to say but how is that hurting somebody
1: Okay. It's still the
0: people's choice on whether they want to listen or take that to Because heart. it
1: desensitizes people to those to those points of view. I mean, mm-hmm. if you had a giant 70-inch screen that you set up on the side of the road uh-huh. and had just a person getting shot in their forehead, right. just replayed over and over and over. And the whole graphic scene, it was a real scene, okay right. over and over and over. You're not actually touching anyone or hurting anybody, uh-huh. but everyone who goes by and sees that is going to become more and more desensitized to murder and death and Blood and
0: well, but that was the argument. They so were you ma-
1: are affecting the society.
0: Well, that was the argument they were making about video games, though. Also, true, Not and they had to put a rating go. on the video games. Well, they had to put a rating on the video games, but they didn't get rid of the video games. No, they but didn't... they
1: but they restricted access to those games to o- to only people who were mature enough to get it. Right. So I mean. So they're gonna have to do that. They're gonna have to either put a rating system on the videos on YouTube and restrict your access. And then if you lie to YouTube about your age and say you're older than you are and you watch that video and you do something bad because of it, Mm -hmm. now it's your responsibility because you lied.
0: Well, I think... But again, I, I just do not think the solution is to silence people. Now, what I think YouTube can do is if they go through and see these videos, like the flat earth, right? Something Mm -hmm. that's obviously false to anybody who's done any ounce of research into it. right? Like, I think YouTube maybe should put like a disclaimer, maybe, and just say like, none of like YouTube views this video as misinformation and does not condone any of the information given through it. I think
1: YouTube can do that. It'd be no problem, but it costs money. So now you you again you're looking at a subscription service or some way
0: that YouTube can generate more revenue to do that. But I feel like it's it, it may cost more money but it may be solving um you know, less controversy down the line because... Oh, for sure. Because the second you say, like, we're not going to allow misinformation on our site, well, let's look at, like, what's going on with Trump right now and the Russian collusion. There are people out there who say there's no evidence of the Russian collusion. Then there's another side that says there's absolutely evidence of the Russian collusion right so now if YouTube's able to regulate what people say and decide what's misinformation and what's not well if the bigwigs in YouTube believe that Trump uh colluded with Russia it doesn't matter if that's true or not they're going to say okay well we're not going to allow people talking about him not colluding with Russia because that's misinformation that's detrimental to the people and I
1: agree. Is is it legal for me to make a home video, record a home video about how I believe Trump colluded with the Russians? Okay. And then print a thousand copies of that video and walk down the street and hand out those copies to people for free. Yes. Is that is that illegal to do?
0: I don't think so, no.
1: I don't think that's illegal. You can make a video that doesn't hurt anyone or advocate yes. anything illegal. And you can print copies and give it out to people for free. It's
0: like the check out my mixtape people.
1: Right. You can do that. (laughs) So what's the difference between walking down the street and handing out a free video or posting a video to a forum or a website like YouTube and giving it out for free?
0: Well, that's my point.
1: There should be no problem. Yeah. So the only issue comes when the video becomes monetized.
0: Okay. So that's where I would agree with YouTube is its own company. So I do believe they get to decide what they want to monetize and what they do Absolutely. not want to monetize.
1: They have stipulations. And right. I think
0: that is a good solution. If, if, the, if YouTube doesn't want to uh, – if it looks at all the flat earthers and all the 9-11 hoaxers and says, says, all right, you're allowed to have this up here, but we don't have to pay you for having it up here. That's exactly what they're doing. That the, is what YouTube is doing. I thought you were saying that they want to like go through and basically say you can't have that information on there. No,
1: they demonetized them all.
0: Okay, I missed that part. Yeah, they
1: froze their comments thought, and demonetized them. I
0: thought the argument was they were going to go through YouTube and be like, oh, nope, this can't no, be on No, they still have anymore. free speech.
1: They still they can still put the stuff on YouTube, but they're not going to be able to advertise oh. and make money with that misinformation.
0: Oh, well, yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm down for that. But I do think that even on top of that, though, separate companies – should, because YouTube has uh, something called Y-T-T-P, right? I think that's what the acronym is. And that's basically the system you go through to get your videos monetized, right? You say oh, okay. that, oh, it's okay for advertisers to go through YouTube to send you money to advertise their product, right? Right. So I do think that people who make those videos, YouTube doesn't have to have them monetized, but I do think other advertisers should have the option on whether they or not they want to advertise on their videos, because that's just the company's choice at that point. If they want to choose to advertise their products on a flat earthers video, that should be up to that company.
1: Um, no, not when not when it's on a major platform. A, like a YouTube. platform owned by YouTube. Yeah, no. Mm. If we owned a a, a chat a forum, right. You know where people could go on and chat with each other, and someone all of a sudden wrote started putting posts up about fuck millennials. Millennials are stupid, I hate millennials. Our whole business model is to bring a good light to the millennial name. I see. Now, if someone comes along and says, I'm not worried about Adam and Matthew, forget you guys. You guys are doing your thing, love it, great. But this guy over here who's advocating fuck millennials, I really want to advertise on his stuff, because it's gonna work. Uh, Touche. Yeah, as Adam and Matthew, we would say, fuck you, you can't do that. It goes against our business model, and we built this platform. YouTube built their platform. Right. So if you don't like it, go build your own platform. Right. (laughs) Touche. (laughs) Touche.
0: So is YouTube, is YouTube, YouTube's not a private business. They're publicly owned, aren't they?
1: I believe you can buy stock in YouTube. I believe it's a publicly traded company. So that's. Um, It's umbrellaed under Google and Google
0: is umbrellaed under Alphabet. Right. So I feel like because it's, a public company in that. So this goes with the kind of the conversation I've had about Twitter before, right? Where... Mm because Twitter is very notorious for having biased opinions and then just deleting people because of their biased opinions. I want
1: to say that Twitter is privately owned. They I are privately owned. I don't think that they are traded. Yes. So totally different rule set when you're privately owned. Exactly. You have complete control over everything when you exactly. privately own it.
0: Exactly. And that's why every time people complain about whatever's happening on YouTube or who whatever the uh, CEO wants to get rid of or key <laughs> it's like okay I, I get the frustration <laughs> but at the same time it's privately owned it's his own fucking company he can do whatever he wants. Yeah. I think that's where you kind of get into a bit of a gray area with YouTube with wanting to demonetize certain videos because of their content is they're, pubic- they're publicly owned. So if, I mean, let's say that you have a flat earther or, you know, a nine eleven hoaxer that mm-hmm. is making content, consistent content on YouTube with currently monetized videos and they own stock in YouTube. Right. You know, to, doesn't that kind of give them the right to, uh, with their particular ownership in YouTube to that's decide whether what, they want something monetized or not? That's what the courts are for, because I do mm. I do agree
1: with you. But that's, that's what the courts are for. You know, um, that issue actually, uh, did you know that a lot of the luxury brands uh-huh. in America, um, things like, not specifically, but things like Chanel and right. like luxury brands, Um, Most of those are actually privately owned. The name of that company uh, is the name of the family who owns that. And a lot of it is because of how they do testing on their products. They've been reported in the past to test things on animals and stuff. And, you know, the ingredients in makeups and whatnot are Mm -hmm. not. They're very cliche. They're very... um, they go against the grain of what people say you should do, right? Uh, to test things, but because they're privately owned, they can do whatever the fuck they want. They can pretty much do whatever the fuck they want, dude. Yeah, if they want to lay off half of their workforce, you know, they can just, they can just fucking do that. Yeah. It's it's literally the family that owns it.
0: Well, and that's, and that's where it gets to this point to where, you know, what we were discussing earlier about the people on street corners or what videos are monetized or not monetized. It's like, yeah, it sucks that this shit makes it on YouTube. It sucks that there's a kid's video out there where some guy comes out and says, you know, slit your wrist the correct way also. Right. But it's <laughs> – that's – that's it's either you have freedom of speech or you don't have freedom of speech.
1: No, because – well, and that's I mean, that's as, long as, you're not breaking, as long
0: as you're not breaking the law, of you course. Can't, you can't
1: affect someone else's freedom with your free. – you do not have the freedom to infringe on someone else's rights. Right. And everyone has the right to freedom and happiness, mm-hmm. um, at least the pursuit of happiness. Right. So that family with children, those children have the right to right. live – a violence-free life to live a life where there isn't someone saying slit your wrist right you know they have that right at, at least in their home i don't know how it works once you get out on the street if you walk down the street in new york right i don't know if you can yell slit your wrist up and down not sideways right. up and down the streets i i would imagine that you I, probably
0: could do that well and that's, you're a dick but you could probably do that exactly and that's where the that's but you can't
1: go to someone's house and knock on their door and harass them correct. about slitting their wrist, which right. is what you're doing in these videos.
0: Well, and that's that's the argument. That's the big gray areas because nobody knows how to treat the internet and these social There's platforms no rules about yet. it yet. Because – and don't get me wrong. I'm just playing devil's advocate oh, for here. for sure. I have I, – I am not saying like that guy was in the right at all Absolutely. to tell kids like, sh- slit their wrists. But all I'm saying is that even if, let's say, it was a video that wasn't so bad, but was still something parents didn't want to you know their kids. you to punch see. your brother in the face. Yeah, you yeah, know, exactly. Like that. And so, like, you could say that, oh, well, this is an invasion on, upon my happiness and my rights because of this video. But then you could also say, well, then I'll watch YouTube, lady. Find something else. Right. There's Netflix Kids. What there's point, Hulu Kids. Where does
1: it end? Where, at exactly. what point can someone not say, well, this affects me? You right. know, oh, this sad movie made me cry, and I have the right to happiness. You know, it. I didn't want to cry, but this scene made me cry. Exactly. Take it off of you. Demonetize it.
0: And that's what people, I think, <laughs> need to be careful of when we decide to – Talk about things about regulating misinformation or this or that or the other thing, anything that has to do with regulating free speech, no matter how heinous it is, because it's it it all has the potential to become a slippery slope and lead us down a path we don't want to go in that particular
1: instance with the with the kids letting right. risk. That's on YouTube. Yeah. That was content that slipped through the cracks. Yes. It got put on a specific service that was rated for children. Mm-hmm. They fucked up. Yes. They should do the apology, make a better thing and move on from it. 100%. Um they they fucked up in that specific instance.
0: Yeah, I agree. But it's it's interesting to watch it how it all transforms cuz like we've said before it's in its early stages. We brand new man going to be. brand new. But that's it's, why I'm excited, too, to be on the train. Yeah. That, we got here, man. Dude, we talked a lot about YouTube at the beginning of this, haven't we? Well, you so, know, it's a big part of our life. So let's talk about flat Earth, Matthew. Flat Earth? Do you believe the Earth is flat? Of course I don't believe the Earth is flat. <laughs> Dude, some of the arguments I see... On YouTube, specifically in regards to why the earth is flat. Because let me tell you, man, when I first started to hear that this movement was gaining momentum. It's not a movement. It is kind of a movement. It's not a movement. It's ignorance. It's a niche movement. but It is literally
1: people who are saying, I want to purposely go against the grain because it's cute. They have fucking... They know in their head that they are full of shit.
0: There's fucking conventions and everything. It just drives me crazy. And I've gone down the holes. I have gone down the holes where I'm like, okay, I want one of these flat earthers to convince me. I just want one of them Th- it's to give me... It's not real, Adam. I know it's not real. <laughs> but at one pictures. point... pictures. We sent
1: bitches up there. And I they took know. pictures of it.
0: I know. That's my point, though. Like, when this was all coming to be... I w- it was so fucking out there where I was like, okay, well, th- if so many people believe in this, there has to be some little argument out there. No. That lies- it's I literally know. been disproved. I, will- I know. I went down the hole. I wanted to see what any of these flat earthers had to say it. And- Every single bit of it is just like a fucking facepalm. Don't they see
1: the ships when the ships go and they come back? Amelia Earhart. Yeah, she dude. She flew around 100 it's, around uh, the world in 180 days. I just Come on.
0: I I watched this video once where somebody because so flat earthers believe, and I'm I'm sure you've heard this, but flat earthers believe that like the sun is like only 60 miles up in the air and isn't as big and the moon's also and it revolves around this disk, right? And uh, tandem with each other and I remember somebody was trying to like they went off to on the streets and they had like a plate or something and they were trying to show like how this actually works and see this is how it works like this on a flat earth and like the way that the shadows like somebody you went up to somebody on the street and the guy was like like look at the shadows you're casting there's no shadows that are casted like that on earth ever and you're dude I just don't get it. There are people out there. It's I, not
1: even in the realm of possibility that it could possibly no, be true.
0: Absolutely not. And did you know that they said that Earth is flat but Mars is round? Of course. <laughs> of course, it makes perfect sense. Well, duh. I just, I just can't believe it's a thing at all. And yes, you're right. I believe that there are people out there who are saying. The earth is flat, but deep down they know it's actually round. But I do believe there's a great majority of them who truly, genuinely think in their heart of hearts that the earth is fucking flat, dude. Okay, so let's say it is a conspiracy. Okay. okay let's say
1: the earth being round is a conspiracy. Right. Why? What What do we gain from exactly. making people believe the earth is round? Exactly. What, where's the money? And where's nobody the, can answer
0: that question.
1: What, what do we have to gain?
0: Nothing. <laughs> Nothing. You're it's just right. ignorance. I it's don't...
1: complete blatant disregard for facts.
0: The fact that it exists at all drives me crazy. Like, the stuff about the 9-11, 9-11 being a hoax, okay, I get.
1: Well, there's a little bit of a smidgen of proof that yeah, it might exactly. be something else. And
0: that's what I was looking for when I went down the YouTube hole. I'm you like, okay. Something. Yeah, I was like, offer me something, even if it's a even, little
1: something. Even aliens who have zero evidence at all all. Mm -hmm. Where they get their leg to stand on is the vastness of space, right? Yes. Well, we've only seen 1% of 1% of a little tiny bit of it. Right. So, Alright. I guess I can't disprove that. Uh Uh-huh. Flat Earth, dude, we've seen Earth from every angle. We literally have shit called satellites, thousands of those motherfuckers who take Mm -hmm. pictures of the Earth every day. Yes, exactly. From... We're totally positive. It's not even a possibility that we're not positive.
0: It's the... if you're a flat earther, stop it. Stop it. Just fucking stop it. <laughs> like, Jesus, just stop it.
1: Flat Earth. You know they used to lock people up for saying that the earth was round? I believe that. At least they locked one guy up, the first guy who said it. Whatever it is. Um, who the fuck said the earth was round? I don't. Yes, we do. It's very fair Everybody knows them. The internet's killing Well,
0: I think right you're now. thinking of, it's, the name starts with sea Copernicus, Cap- Cap- so something like that, but oh. I believe he was locked up for not saying that the Earth was flat. He was locked up for saying the Earth was not the center of the universe. His argument was that the sun was, oh, and that's what he was locked up for. Oh, because they were like, uh, oh, fuck you! How dare you? Misinformation. Go to jail. Oh, <laughs> oh no, they youtube him. The slippery slope, man. It's a that's slippery what I mean. Slope, dude. That is what I mean. Slippery slope. And he was right, obviously.
1: So there's this theory that I've heard before that we actually know, we being like whoever is the people who write books for schools. Right. Okay. Like textbooks. Mm-hmm. So that conglomerate of people actually know that a lot of the shit written in the books is wrong, is outdated. Yes. We figured out more since then. However, <laughs> those books are really expensive to rewrite. Yeah. Okay. So there's a lot of times where, the scientist community will just be like, okay, so what we thought before isn't too far off from mm-hmm. the real thing. So they'll tell the teachers like, just make sure you cover what it really is, but we're going to keep the books the same. <laughs> and that's how you end up with these books. Like, I don't know, in Arizona, I don't know if it's like this in every state, but the books, when you go to school, they're from like the 60s and 70s.
0: Yeah, they're pretty Literally,
1: old. when you open them and look at the date, mm-hmm. there are like 30 years worth of classes who have written their names in the books. Yeah. Right? Because there's always that first page. This book yeah, belongs yeah, yeah. to it. That is full. And then the next two pages are full. Mm-hmm. Like, And it's just kind of,
0: okay, we just accept it. Well, that's why it always killed me, especially getting to college. Because this happened to me a lot in college. To where I remember my first year of college both both semesters right i made you know you obviously you pay for the classes you make sure you get every book that your teacher's like hey make sure you get this book and this book and this book so now you're spending you know a thousand dollars on books oh, yeah, right? expensive, dude. and then by my second year of college i did this point to where the teacher was like oh you need to have this book for this class i'm like okay We'll see. You never need the
1: book. You never you need, never the, need book. the book. You can Google because it.
0: What end up, yeah, exactly. And what teachers end up doing, I find, is that they will just do that. They'll use the book as reference. And I've heard multiple times teachers say, now this book says this, but the way it's actually done now is they do this. Yeah. So the books are just, as you said, they're outdated. They're super outdated. But I don't know if that's necessarily a problem anymore. I have a couple of friends who are school teachers. Um, one teaches, I think like first grade. And I have another one that actually teaches middle school Mm. and both of them say that, they have iPads in the class now. Oh, yeah. So where yes, before everybody got their own book and, you know, they had whatever stories in there. Now everybody gets at the beginning of the semester their own iPad.
1: Oh, am I so old school that I talked about books in school? <laughs> I've been out of school for like 10 years. I guess we well, don't even do books anymore, guys. Well, that's I not a thing. Th-
0: I think that's a change just within the past five years. So it is fairly We're, new. Did you know what I learned? What? Um, fucking
1: chalkboards don't uh-huh. exist anymore. Those are gone. I those those dry were... erase boards. We got the last one known to mankind in our living room. Those okay, don't exist.
0: I was going to ask about that because I I don't think any of my teacher. I think maybe my kindergarten and first grade teacher had a chalkboard, but otherwise it was just a whiteboards from then on. Then we had okay same
1: dealio for me, but uh, we're a few it, years apart. We had chalkboards in elementary school, and then it was whiteboards. Yeah. But now I... at the end of high school, uh-huh. like the la- like my senior year, we did get these fucking things that were called smart boards. And okay. it was like there was like four markers, there was like four colors, but they weren't there was no ink in them. It was all a computer. It was like a giant computer screen. But what would happen is they were they were like the first ones that came out. So they would spend the entire hour of class just trying to like configure them. So you would have to, you'd push these two buttons down at the same time. And then these like nine X's would show up on the screen. Right. And you'd have to push the X's in order as they lit up. Right. And it would like configure the screen so that when you wrote the line from the pen matched the tip of the marker. Oh, right. Interesting. So all the time, 90% of the time when the teacher was writing, Mm -hmm. the actual like ink that was showing up was like two or three inches to the left. Of where they were riding. Right. And it was so much of a nuisance, dude. Yeah. The teachers, half the time, they would turn it off and roll it up and then use the whiteboard that was behind it. Yeah. Like the actual dry erase board behind it.
0: So I know there was, so that's interesting. I don't even think any schools use that anymore. I think that was like, they're were like, we're going to try this out. And after the first year, they're like, fuck this We shit. got smart
1: boards. They were bullshit.
0: They, uh, what we actually used in high school a lot was, do you remember the overheads? They oh, like, yeah the, the the, like yeah, the projectors. Yeah, the projector. with those little plastic sheets. Yeah, yeah. The plastic yes. sheets. Yeah. So I actually had a lot of teachers through high school and everything who played, who used those a lot. They didn't really use the whiteboard. I had a lot of that those. as well.
1: You know, math class always used that. Yeah. Do you remember math
0: class doing that a lot? That's what I remember the mm-hmm. most, actually. Mm-hmm. But yeah, what I think they do now is the way it's been explained to me is everybody in class gets this iPad and then the teachers have their own main you know computer and they can actually access everybody's iPad in the classroom so if she's telling everybody oh you know make sure you're working on this or go to this site and read this or whatever it is she can go remotely on her own iPad to everybody's computer and make sure that it is what they're doing well, that's cool. and then instead of even having to speak out Matthew and say like like, hey Matthew, make sure you're focusing on the reading. Don't be, you know, straight to other sides. They send you a sides. message on your iPad. They send you a message on your iPad.
1: It gets through to kids better.
0: Yeah. Well, and it's easier too. You're not calling them out, and but that's also probably why you're having a bit of, you know, a, a, you know, pansy generation a little that's bit. That's why they're scared you know, of everything. Yeah, exactly. If it's not on a
1: computer screen. They're literally terrified, guys. It is actual fear. Yeah. It's crazy. I worked with a person who was of the generation after me. Mm -hmm. Okay, so it would be Z, I guess, right? right? I've never met a more terrified person of everything. Yes. And my job was easy, Adam. It was not a hard job. Yes. It's not a hard job. It was actually, most people would say it's a fun job.
0: I I deal with the same... And they just, they they were terrified. Yeah. I've (laughs) I've dealt with the same thing at my own job, because for those out there who don't know, I'm I'm a barista, and... I constantly have to tell people like who would get upset over just these petty things and just go, hey, you pour milk over coffee for a living. Yeah. Like it's okay. But- Like, this is just jobs. This is the easiest part of your day. Yeah, exactly. If this
1: part is getting you, don't just stop now.
0: And granted, these kids are, you know, 18, 19, 20 years old. A lot of the times this is their first or second job, you know, next to, like, fast food or Chipotle, something like that. And it's like...
1: You know what those same (sighs) kids love to tell you about all the time, though?
0: What?
1: How they're going to be the CEO of their own company. And how they are going to be an artist and a CEO, mm-hmm. and a philanthropist, and they're also going to do real estate, and I'll probably open an amusement park, too. And, here's and they're the... fucking serious, Adam. And if you tell them you can't do all that, <sighs> yeah. they will literally get upset with you. And
0: here's the thing, too. If you want to do all of those things in your life... You're that's, insane. That's it's never will... going to happen. But here's the thing, though. it's I wouldn't say it will never happen. It's never it, gonna it, happen. It is possible. No, it's not. But what I hear kids say is that I'm going to do this by the time I'm 25. That's what bothers me.
1: Oh, I love when they say it's... I'm going to have a child. at like 27 or I'm going to own a house. Those are my two favorite ones.
0: <laughs> yeah. They have no clue. Cause
1: you're never going to own a house. Um, and you're going to have children way before 27.
0: Well, and then you, th- you think at where you are when you first get out of high school. I mean, we've talked about this before where typically your 20s suck, but there's like this fallacy growing up that your 20s are awesome. You know, That's but, whatever you make it, man. I love in my 20s. But your, but your 20s, for the most part, are still trying to like figure out who you are. You're, you were in high school for th- or you were in school for 13 years. So now you're yeah. kind of trying to gain your bearings out in the real <laughs> world. Overnight,
1: that doesn't matter anymore. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so
0: all of a sudden, you know, you're 18, 19 years old and you're saying, I want to do all this stuff. And it's like, okay, well, why don't you focus on one of those? Right now. And maybe well, you'll get there. And those same
1: kids who are telling you, I'm afraid of everything, but I'm also going to do all these things in my life, are not in school, mm-hmm. have a minimum wage job, yep. don't own a vehicle. Like, yep. you're doing literally nothing in your life to get to where you're saying you want to be.
0: Yeah, it's, it's – what they lack is – they're. it's almost like they're willing to put in the consistency, but they're unwilling to – have the patience. So these, and this goes, we've talked about this with like dieters and stuff before, right? People Mm -hmm. who don't see results in two weeks and say, Oh, well it doesn't work. And that's, and that's the generation that's coming up now, at least from my experiences, talking with them is A lot of the times they try things and they go, oh, that didn't work. Or I know a lot of what people who went to school for a year and they're like, oh, I didn't like school. But there's still the same ones who say, oh, well, I want to run a real estate company or have this or build an amusement park. What those
1: people mean to say is I want to be rich. Yes. That's what they're really meaning to say. They're just trying to justify the rich part. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, they want to they want to be wealthy, mm-hmm. which amen, brother. So do yeah. I. Everybody does. <laughs>
0: yeah, <laughs> it's a exactly. great life when you're wealthy. But you just have to understand what it takes to get there. I mean, even you and I starting a, you know, a YouTube channel. You and I went into it knowing like, you know, I'm I'll, I'll be happy if we have, you know, 30 subscribers after 2 years. Oh, you know yeah. what I mean? It's, it's like we it's know slow. it's going to take a while. But so when you sit here and put out all these outlandish things, and if you have a lot of, like, out there things that you want to do, fine, go for it. But first of all, choose one right now, <laughs> you know, the and best, go for
1: Best advice I ever heard, and I do, I actually stick to it pretty well in my mm-hmm. life, is find the thing you're good at and then do that thing better than anyone else. If you stick to that, Mm-hmm. You'll be okay in life. You'll yeah. eat every night, you'll do well, you'll have a place to live, you'll be okay. Just find the thing that you're good at. Yeah. And then do it better than anyone
0: else. And typically the things that people are good at also are the things that people love doing, like just love doing it. You know? It literally
1: doesn't matter. It could literally be partying. Mm-hmm. There is a guy on YouTube who I've watched a documentary about I remember him. who parties every day. And he parties so much and he's so wanted by people that he's fucking sick of partying. Yeah. He hates partying now. Yeah. But he found the thing he loved to do and now he does it better than anyone else. Yep. He parties harder than anyone so literally it, it's endless possibilities whatever it is it works
0: and for anybody out there who might be saying yeah but you can't do that with this or you can't do that with yes, this you can. let me tell you a little story a little TED talk I saw once and this TED talk opened with this older guy it looked like he might have been in his like late 50s or 60s right and his opening to his TED talk was he was whistling this like classical box song or something like that right but but just like a really crazy whistler able to hit notes able to do like eighth notes really well just good whistler and then he proceeded with his TED talk and talked about how he whistles for a living yeah
1: He He found the thing he loves to do and he does it better than anyone. Yes.
0: He won a competition and now people literally hire him to go
1: to events and whistle. Guys, it does not matter what it, the only stipulation is you can't stop doing it until you are better than everyone else at it. Yes. You have to be the best at whatever it is. Exactly. And then you can live off of it.
0: It's just, it comes to the three things we've talked about countless times. It takes patience, consistency, and work. But yeah. the the nice thing about the work part though is that if it's something you love doing, it's not going to feel like work. It doesn't feel like, yeah, you know. Thanks, Grandpa. But yeah, <laughs> uh, to school up the hill both ways, in the snow, in the snow. How funny! But it's, I, I agree with you though. And and look, guys, we 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 love the other generations. We really do. We're just you know, oh, dude.
1: Generation Z is so um, yeah. They're so fragile. You're just watching. I love them. They're cute.
0: What you're listening to is the evolution of <laughs> the how a generation becomes old farts and talks down on the younger generations. You'll, you'll be here soon enough, guys. Yes, you will. Just you wait. You think you won't, but you will. But uh, I feel like we did talk a lot about conspiracies today. It kind of became its own thing, didn't it? It was conspiracy-ridden the whole time. I guess it was, wasn't it? But uh, what are some other, what are some other oh what do you think of the stupid I don't even know if there's people who still believe in this but do you remember those stupid conspiracies that like Elvis Presley isn't really dead or Michael Jackson isn't, no but isn't I know, really I know Tupac
1: still puts out new albums he's been dead for what fifteen years.
0: They still release new albums for
1: Tupac? Yeah, it'll be like the t- Tupac's Hidden Tracks, or oh, I, I, no... I wrote this with Tupac when we were 14.
0: I had or... no idea they did that. Yeah, they still put new shit out all the time. I remember when Michael Jackson died. I was watching the news once, and they said that Michael Jackson, like— the entity Michael Jackson dead was actually worth more than when he was alive. Oh, that
1: happens all the time. Yeah, that happens to a lot of artists. Mm-hmm. Um, and they
0: they did the same thing where all of a sudden they start releasing new albums of all this like music that Michael Jackson never released but oh, recorded. Oh fuck yeah! And, um, there's
1: so many painters and so that were that were broke their whole life mm-hmm. and then they died and they they became super famous.
0: I think Van Gogh was yeah one Van Gogh died it poor. More. I'm pretty sure he died po- uh I remember watching a documentary and then i watched a movie about edgar Allan poe and they were saying Mm. that he used to just put his like his stories were popular but he himself wasn't popular so like he used to put his stories and everything in you know these these newspapers and stuff you know that's where telltale heart came and the raven poem and stuff like that but same thing like he died well his mystery his death was kind of a mystery but he died poor and alone and interesting just yeah a lot Uh, of these famous artists died
1: poor nikola tesla
0: yeah well tesla had all his shit stolen from him Yeah, he was the
1: genius yeah tesla actually invented most of electricity and what has to do with it
0: edison just had more power more manpower tesla just had more brain power
1: (laughs) tesla didn't want to sell it dude he wanted to give it away
0: yeah that's true well i think a lot of I think the Tesla blueprints have been released now since then, right? Oh, fuck yeah. There's been, like, a lot that they're like, oh, we found this and this and this from Tesla, and we're going to... What,
1: direct current? Is it direct current or alternating current that he basically discovered? I think it's direct current, right?
0: Yeah, wasn't it it Edison discovered one and Tesla discovered the other or some shit like that?
1: I... Maybe it was alternating current, because I think DC is what comes out of the wall, direct current, when you plug something in. I think so. Yeah, he literally invented the other scale the other one. of scale electricity. <laughs> yeah.
0: We'll have to have a whole conversation on Tesla and Edison one day. Poor <sighs> Tesla. All right, I think I think we're at our time for the day.
1: Are we? Oh, I didn't even look. Oh, my
0: goodness, we are. Oh, look at that. Oh, my. Well, what's... An- <laughs> You guys can't hear it, but we just listened to our cat just like scratch obnoxiously at our door. <laughs> oh my gosh, she's tearing it up. But, anyways, guys, uh, that was a, that was, I really enjoyed that conversation. It was a very riveting conversation we had today.
1: We got through um, one more of the topics that was on the page.
0: One more of the topics. I, truly, I think that's good because there's a few topics on here I really want to get, like, Justin in on. Justin has a lot of opinions about some of these Especially conspiracies, Especially that guys. one. Yes. And that one. And that oh, one. and
1: that one there would be great for him. Literally
0: the rest of these, Justin oh, has very Oh, dude, he opinions. has to talk
1: about this one. That would be insane <laughs> oh, if we had Oh, could just, you imagine what he You guys you are talk- going to
0: love it. Oh, God, dude. You really are. Holy Anyways, guys, thank you so much for listening today. We hope you enjoyed uh, this episode of the Hardly Millennial Podcast. Look, we really appreciate all of our listeners. We had a great day yesterday. We actually gained uh, two new subscribers in the past 24 hours. Yeah.
1: Shout out to you guys. Yeah. YouTube doesn't tell us who you are. (laughs) But if you leave a comment, we'll comment you back.
0: Absolutely. Please do that. And remember to share the channel and tell your friends to subscribe. Remember, we do have a GoFundMe still going, www.gofundme.com forward slash Millennial. Any money you can put in the jar is greatly appreciated. And you can find us on all the social media networks. And any final thoughts, Matthew? Uh,
1: Roses are red. Violets are blue. We have a podcast all because of you.
0: (gasps) That was beautiful. Thank you for that. (laughs) Bye, guys. (laughs) Bye-bye.